0: This podcast may contain some explicit language so it may not be suitable for
1: our little listeners under the age of 13 this is episode one of shit gets real we anticipate 2021 will be even more exciting yeah, yeah i think so we're
0: looking forward to it um, It will be, uh, you're going to follow us through our journey of 2021 because I know you're going to like this podcast. Yeah, don't judge us. It's our first
1: one. Yes. Yes. It'll get better. Welcome to Shit Gets Real.
0: I'm Tony Hedstrom and I'm Selena Stam, and we are Tampa Bay real estate agents.
1: And this week, we're talking about how we can help you. Well, it is episode one. So, we won't bore you with this every week, but we thought in this first episode we'd kind of introduce ourselves yeah. and um, let you know how we got here, where we are yep. today. Again, I'm Tony Hedstrom. I'm Selena Stam.
0: And so, I moved here with my husband. We were stationed out here in 2007. Um, we've been here ever since. We, so, okay. <laughs> Moved here in 2007 from California and uh, a couple years later had a baby and then I thought okay this stay-at-home mom crap is not for me (laughs) this wasn't I was pulling my hair out and I decided to get my real estate license so now I have been in real estate for a little over eight years Mm -hmm. and Selena actually came to work
1: for me she lasted about awful (laughs) (laughs) she like quit that girl quit her was gone. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but what I realized about Selena was that she just was not meant to be in a nine-to-five sit-at-a-desk job. Right. Her potential was enormous and uh, couldn't be happier. That's right, but what about you? Yes. Well, I was an army brat, so I was the new kid every year in school. My self-esteem was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I can relate to poor Army kids that are single, you know, sing, you know, only, sip, you know, anyway. <laughs> I'm from Texas. <clears throat> I didn't realize I was from Texas until I left Texas, thanks to the Army. Um, but that's where yeah, I do call home. I became a real estate agent there in 2002. I think I was part of that whole I'm going to change my life yeah. after 9-11 thing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I found real estate or real estate found me. And um, I've been with it ever since. Now, my husband also was in the military. He retired in 2008. The job market brought us to MacDill. And uh, that's how we ended up in Tampa.
0: Yeah. So, funny story. Uh, Tony and I, how we initially met when I
1: ended up working for her was
0: I was at Red Robin having a beer with my hairdresser. With her hairdresser. Well I didn't wasn't with her hairdresser. We just sat next to each other. We started talking and I just got my real estate license and she's like, I know I know a girl for you. Mm-hmm. And that's how we connected and we just have so many similarities that we yeah. just meshed and we took a little break from each other and then came back and have never separated since. That's right. So yeah. kismet. Yes.
1: <laughs> It was serendipity. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> magical. Super califragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go there just this one time. Here are a few things that make us so special. To start with, my name is Tony Marie Hedstrom. And mine is Selena Marie Stam. I was an only child born in California. I, too, am an only child born in California. I was born on August 4th. Well, I won't
0: tell you the year. Um, I was born on August 4th, many years after Tony.
1: So during when I was interviewing her, I thought she was bullshitting me. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is she copying me? This girl's super weird. Psycho! <laughs> so uh, we're both... Uh, Military spouses? Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's
0: see. Um, my mom's name is Barbara. Uh-huh. And, and I have an Aunt Barbara. And
1: I have an Aunt Sharon. And my mom's name is Sharon. Uh, see? Yeah. She just does to be. <laughs> There's many, many more. Yeah, yeah. If you get really bored, you yeah. can text us. We both have that Leo personality. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But we're very different. hmm In a lot of ways. In our tastes in men. <laughs> and in our music <laughs> choice. <laughs> There's a lot of things that make us different, which we feed off of each other really well. Because, you know, um, if it was just me, I'd be broke because I spend the money. She keeps us in line. And uh, anyway, we make a good team. Kind of like a married couple. Yeah,
0: that's right. We're work wives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So anyway, this morning, our first podcast day, you know, we had to be here a little earlier than we normally (laughs) would. Uh, I am notoriously late. I don't know why. I'm the only one that doesn't have kids. I don't get it. But um, anyway, I I was 10 minutes late. But so were you. And why were you late this morning? Yeah, so I have a 9-year-old who
0: thinks she's 20, and um, she's about as tall as me. She can look me in the eyes, so I don't know if that has something to do with it. But she just did not want to go to school. She Oh, my stomach hurts. Oh, (coughs) fake coughs, all this crap. Told her to start getting ready. She didn't get ready. I needed to head out the door. She still wasn't ready. Um, and that was my morning. She was a beast and just a gross little person. You this took it out
1: on her, though, when you brushed her hair, though, right? Yes,
0: I brushed her hair, and I was really hard. <laughs> probably a little more aggressive than I should have been. But she now knows when I say get ready to get ready. I mean, it did end where she cannot be on the phone for a week, so I just ripped her heart right out of her chest. Oh, my gosh. But those mornings don't... They don't happen a lot, but when they do, they really just wreck your mor- your day. I couldn't even stop and get coffee. It was just one of those. Like, yeah.
1: You know, my routine was broken. I thought I had a bad day. I was really complaining until I got here and heard about hers. <laughs> <laughs> and then mine was fine. It was great.
0: <laughs> so, usually our mornings, you know, usually mornings are pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I'm usually here before you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she lives, I live 40 minutes away, and she
1: lives like 20. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I tell you, it all depends on how many Priuses and Venzas I am buying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's enough chit-chat about us. We got to get on to our topic. So let's talk about the market here. <laughs> Tony, you want <laughs> to take it away? <laughs> the real estate market in Tampa, Florida. So when we refer to Tampa, we typically mean Greater Tampa. Mm-hmm. What is that? Well, you got Brandon, Valrico, Riverview, Lutz, Land O Lakes, mm-hmm. Wesley Chapel, blah blah blah. You know, Greater Tampa is this large complex of little towns, and um, it's been quite the roller coaster ride in the Tampa market. When I first came to Florida in 2010, uh, my first real year in real estate was 2011, and the values were so low like the area was still recovering from the debacle of the mid-2000s and things were just almost free Mm -hmm. i mean if i had half a million dollars back then i'd be a billionaire well millionaire maybe yeah No. Anyway, so, you know, we gradually saw the values rise as the um, economy improved and as the job market improved. I think that was the key here in the greater Tampa area. Uh, We're a large medical complex. We're also um, a very popular retirement area for military personnel. Uh, It's it's just a a popular place. You know, people vacation here, ultimately move here from up north. So, you know, we saw prices increase sometimes 20% per year, which was pretty amazing. And it's really exciting. And you're watching the values go up and you're happy for, you know, your buyers who buy homes and they grow equity. And then, Mm -hmm. well, the last time I saw it get to where property values were almost too high was in 2004 when it all came crashing down. So at some time, you know, at some point, the values need to stabilize. Right now in our market, sellers are getting top dollar. It's a seller's market. Interest rates are still low. So that's keeping the buyers going. But the inventory is not keeping up with the demand. So it's one of those hot, 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 busy competitive, fierce markets. Um, if you are only a buyer's agent, it's, you know, you'll start drinking. It's brutal. Um, listing agents have it made because they barely get their houses on the market and they're sold. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So not that that's an easy job, my yep, but, yep. um, you know, it's a, it's a crazy, incredible, hot market in the greater Tampa area. Yeah. I mean, even
0: even re- so you go resell for if I'm out there with clients and I'm showing them house after house after house after house we end up going new construction and they have to go find a place to rent for six months let's say
1: if they can find that find it yeah
0: and it's it's just it's just crazy we I've never seen it like this I'm when I work with buyers I'm getting ran ragged mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like my first year in real estate. I should know better, but it's just the way the market is. So, yeah, and COVID had zero impact negatively on the real estate market in our area. We had our busiest year ever in 2020. Um, Kind of the trend was people, kind of like I was after 9 11 when I decided to become a real estate agent, you know, people kind of made these life changing decisions during COVID, you know, Um, very good. Clients of ours, the Newmans, you know, they, they did not like the idea that they were kept away from their family who lived on the east coast of Florida. They decided to sell and yeah. they moved right down the street from their parents, right? So, you know, people made those kind of decisions. We had another great client who sold their half million dollar home and decided they were gonna travel um, state parks yeah. all over the country and their RV. You know, just pretty exciting, uh, life-changing things that people went through last year. Um, and that was that was pretty neat to experience. So what we're talking about today is how we can help people because they come online, they come on our website, they're looking for houses and then they leave an email address like not none of your Right. Or kissmyass.org or something like that.
0: Right. And so it, we struggle because we want to provide you with the best information, but giving us an address of sexy
1: sucks <laughs> at <laughs> Gmail doesn't work. No. So we want to help. And so one of the reasons I think they do that is because they're afraid they're going to get spammed. That's right. right? Mm-hmm. And I get it. Yeah. You know, real estate is like any other kind of sales industry. You know, they get a hold of your information and they won't leave you alone. Right. Luckily, we don't do that with our team because... Because we are on the other receiving end too many times. Yeah. I mean, we get spammed a lot.
0: Text messages, phone calls, all of that. But one thing that we like is we we when we first initially speak with you, we like to have our brutally honest lead form. With questions on there. And, you know, some of those questions are, you know, do you live with your mother? <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> um, but we also ask, you know, what frequency would you like to be contacted? Mm-hmm. We don't want to bother you. We want to have a great relationship. Yeah.
1: So things we need.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your real name. Yes, that's important. Your, your real phone number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An actual email address. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, honesty,
0: as far as if we ask, have you spoken to a lender? Don't tell us. Yeah, I'm approved for one point five million. Yeah. And it's really one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. Don't leave off a zero or don't add
1: extra ones. (laughs) Don't add add extra zeros are not good. So um, and also with real estate agents, by choosing one to work with, you know, you might feel like you're strapping yourself to one person. um, But if you don't dedicate yourself to one agent who can learn what you need and want and things like that, then you're only really hurting yourself.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's really true because you start to formulate a relationship with that agent and I, how we work is we create those relationships and we actually know what our clients really want. Mm-hmm. And so we can see the house and say, this is perfect for you. Yeah. And a lot of times we're right not to toot our own horn, but we are. And I think creating the relationship builds trust and you know that we're there for you not just out
1: there to make a dollar yeah which brings us around to our job Mm -hmm. is somewhat like groundhog day Mm -hmm. Now, if we meet you and you listen to everything we say without question, your whole life would be a lot easier. That would make life easier for us. (laughs) The normal consumer has to learn the same lessons. You know, if it's your first day out looking at houses, because we are professional buyer agents, we know that this is the perfect house. Mm -hmm we know that this is the one you should buy but i think the whole idea of buying a house on the first day you're out scares people too it does i mean i've had people say oh well my my brother bought a house
0: and took him six months and i'm like well that's your brother (laughs) this house is great don't pass it up especially in the market that we are in right now you you don't have a a chance to think
1: about it which is important because you know right now it's not really an issue in our market because the inventory is so incredibly low um when there are a lot of homes, you will run yourself ragged trying to see them all, but that's why you hire a professional. Let us do our job. Right? That's right, yep. I mean, and you're probably
0: asking, well, why? Why wouldn't I want to see them all? Well, some of them aren't will not work, mm-hmm. you know, depending on your loan and your criteria. And we do all the research ahead of
1: time to only take you to the houses that we know will work Within your budget and your criteria, so we want to maximize your time, but we're also trying to maximize our time. And if you have an agent who allows you to kind of run them all over the place, they're actually not being a really good agent. You know, we gotta rein you in yep. and take you to the ones that are the best, mm-hmm. the best of the best, right? On your home tour in a market like we're in right now, where the um, you know there's multiple offers and there's hundreds of buyers fighting over one house. Mm-hmm. I'm exaggerating, but right. not by a lot. Yeah. Um You know, you don't want to waste your time looking at the ones that won't work. Spend your time looking at the ones that do. Yes. And in a market like today, you always want to make sure
0: that you're putting in the best possible offer. You know, $20,000 low, asking for all closing costs. It's not going to work. Yeah. And you're just wasting everyone's time. Mm -hmm. So when you're, you need to really think about it, go into it methodically, I would say, listen to your real estate professional and that you have better chances of getting the house that you want
1: yeah i think it's a matter of trust i mean um you when we first meet people they don't respect us or know us i mean they don't you know we have to earn that obviously Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where the groundhog day comes in and ultimately our clients when they go through the learning process which becomes very monotonous to us yeah um They come around to what we've been trying to tell them, you know, so I would say find that relationship with a real estate agent that you can find some trust and maybe looking at their references, um, asking them particular questions to see how knowledgeable they are. Research them, Google them,
0: Mm -hmm. Facebook websites, testimonials, yeah. you know, everything's on the internet.
1: Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't hide Mm-mm. from no one. <laughs> um, so, so giving us good information, yep. being brutally honest uh, about your needs, wants, and desires, but also being receptive. You know, if you're telling us something that's not realistic, we're just going to tell you that that's not realistic. Right. You know, one of the very common things that I see um, with first-time buyers, especially when they're using a lender that is from out of state, mm-hmm. right? So if somebody comes to us or a lender refers somebody to us from out of state and says that they're looking for a single-family home, three-bedroom, two-bath for 150000 well, that just doesn't exist in our market. Not here. You know, it might exist in other markets, yeah. but it doesn't exist here and we can't like make it exist, you know? So buyers get very frustrated when we're not able to find them that kind of home because it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. I mean, and if you do happen to find it, it's caving in on itself and mm-hmm. needs a lot of work and won't qualify anyways for a particular loan. Yeah. But it's, um, it, it. It is a culture shock, I think, for people that move to Florida from other states because, you know, years ago, people would say, oh, Florida pretty affordable. And to a certain degree, it still is. But the prices are much higher than other states that a lot of people, clients that we have have been moving from. Yeah. And it's a culture shock because they could get that house for 150 yeah. where they're from. And now we're looking at. 250 to 300, and you still don't
1: have everything that you really want. Yeah. Compromise. Compromise. Coming around to compromise. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, anytime we, when we do call with that brutally honest lead form, you know, we're really kind of asking you and prodding you about the type of a home you're looking for, which helps us to find it, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to just be a little flexible with your criteria. You might not always get everything you want. I think uh, real estate is is a lot about compromise, right? But you have to identify the things that you're willing to compromise on and the things that you're not willing to compromise on, right? So maybe you're not willing to compromise on school district. Mm that might require that you compromise on the swimming pool, right? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, school districts are
0: a big one. And, you know, a lot of people, I like to joke and say it's champagne taste on a beer budget. Mm -hmm. And little things can be done over time. So if you don't have granite, but you have laminate and it's nice, still not chipped and, you know, well Uh used, you can upgrade to granite in the next few years. Yeah, yeah. It's just, but you have to kind of trust during the process that we're not trying to lead you in the wrong way Mm -hmm. that we're just trying to make you see all aspects uh, and things that you could potentially do if you overall like the house yeah like the yard like the school district but you hate granite or hate laminate that much you're willing to forego this house yeah it just doesn't make sense to me sometimes i want people to understand where i'm coming from it's like carpet
1: yeah pull that shit out just rip it out carpet's not there forever i mean don't not choose a house over carpet and paint that's the big that's (laughs) the Come we on, went. we'll come over. We'll paint. Yeah. Just buy pizza and beer, and that's we'll right. just come
0: over and paint tacos. <laughs> tacos. <laughs> not pizza, <laughs> but but that's what we are trying to get across to our clients and uh, potential clients is, you know, don't don't mark a house off the list because of the paint colors. Yeah. These are there's certain things that are so easy to fix. Yeah, and a lot of times we have we know people that can do the work at a fair price. Mm-hmm.
1: So. It's just a win-win, yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of it goes with pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, we tell our sellers because we hire a professional photographer, obviously, and we help them get the house ready and we attend the photo shoots because we know how the picture needs to be framed and all of those things because we're selling that home on the internet. Yep. That is the storefront for, for real estate. So if a house is going on the market for $300,000, we want it to look like a $400,000 house. Right. And then the fine line is, is we don't want people to walk in and be disappointed. Mm-hmm. right so you know you don't cross that line to where people come in and think they' you know the art is four miles long right. turn you've seen those before with the wide angle lens but um, you know we we try to be as open as we can with clients because you know in other words we're asking you to be brutally honest so in turn we we'll be brutally honest. We don't want to take you. We want to find you a house. I mm-hmm. mean, that's how we get paid, right? So, you know, if we don't take you to the right house, if you lose out on contracts, I mean, we're really just spinning our wheels, that's right. you know. So, Um, trusting that when we take you to homes it's it's because of specific reasons you we've taken all of your criteria we've maybe inputted some suggestions maybe in regard to area or style or things like that that you might not have thought of Um, but there's always a reason behind it
0: yeah and i'm glad you hit on area because sometimes people are like i only want this specific area but if we push it sometimes and we go a few miles out it opens up, opens up the door to many more potential homes. And some sometimes people get so focused in on one little area, and I'm talking like a little five mile radius. Let's just go out seven mile radius and boom, then you yeah. find this house, you're like, oh, I would, have never, I would have never found it had you not pushed me. Because I've had clients that refuse. If I send them a house, they will Google map it. And they're like, no, that's out of our area. And I'd say, no, trust me, you have to look at this house. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's, it's just that, again, it goes back to the level of trust
1: that you have with your real estate agent. Yeah, And uh, being receptive. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to tell you things you don't want to hear. You know, we're going to tell you you need to spend more money if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to tell you you can't afford to be in that area. Yep. We're going to tell you you're not going to get a pool, you know. And you might go to another agent who doesn't say those same things to you, but it doesn't change the fact that it's true. true. Like that agent can't you know, make a pool materialize in a $250,000 home, That's right. right? So you know, learning things, um, we, we realize that people need to go through the process. We're patient and we go through the process with you, um, but it would benefit if people put a little more trust in what uh, a professional real estate agent has to say.
0: Yeah, and with trust well excuse me as the relationship grows then the trust grows Uh so it's one of those it's just a weird weird thing uh, your relationship with the real estate agent because I always tell people you have to trust us well they don't know you they only see you on Saturdays or after five during the week to go on home tours but then you go under contract and then you talk to each other almost every day there's lots of communication and then that's where that relationship builds which i find very funny because it's after you've already secured the home you're under contract and then it really starts then by the time closing comes they're like (laughs) they love you and they'll say they invite us to barbecues we never get invited
1: yeah what's what's up with that so because um i think if if we actually went to all the barbecues we've been invited to we could barbecue every day for six months yep
0: Yep. Yeah. Anyway, should, that's a side That note. should
1: be a... I'm going to write a contract for that. You must <laughs> invite us to a barbecue. We do work for food. I yeah. mean, that's... Everybody knows that. That's right. <laughs> so, in any event, trust, giving good information, being receptive to our suggestions. Um, you don't always have to agree with us. You know, we're, we can debate an issue. Yeah. You know, um, hopefully we can help bring you around to... You know, the logical way of thinking. Yeah. Um, we are professionals who do this every single day, so we kind of know what's best.
0: And but. just going in it with an open mind and a happy heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gonna be fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> in this week's segment of That Shit ain't, ain't Gonna Work.
0: So, what is that shit ain't going to work? It's basically Tony and I through our real estate careers have found times where we're shaking our heads saying that shit ain't going to (laughs) work. So we thought it'd be fun to have a little segment and talk about some of those events that have happened
1: to us. So one of mine, a recent one as a listing agent and my sellers have this old beat up fridge, right? And they insist on taking it with them. I'm not sure why. I mean, if you're going to buy a new house, wouldn't you want to buy a new fridge? But <laughs> They insist on taking the fridge with them. And almost every single time when you disconnect that fridge line from the fridge, after having been connected for quite some time, there is going to be a leak in the line. There's going to be a break in the line. There's going to be some kind of bullshit with that line. And the seller is going to spend five or $600 paying a plumber to come fix it. So when a seller tells me that they have to take their fridge... I just say, that That shit ain't ain't gonna work. work. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, um, recently
0: I've been experiencing kind of a weird vibe in my real estate career and and I'll work through it, always do, but you know, it just happens. So, you know, I have some some buyers that feel like they call five or six other agents and so they wanted to see this house, got them into this house, it's about 11 o'clock and she's in my car and she's like, I have a confession. I called another agent, saw this house at nine o'clock. Well, that, that shit not go to go work. To work. <laughs> Actually, what I said was, what the fuck? <laughs> and I don't, I handled it very well. As a professional, still showed the house. But that's the stuff that happens in real estate. And you just have to shake your head. Yeah. So... Every week, you're going to hear our segment of That Shit Ain't Gonna Work, and I hope that you find it funny and entertaining, and and it gives you a different perspective of what real estate agents go through.
1: It was so exciting to do our first podcast, and we hope you'll join us next week as we get better at this shit. I think we will. Um, The more Hennessy we drink, the better we'll get. Yep. (laughs) And we look forward to seeing you. Or hearing you. Or... Whatever you do. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our podcast, which will be
0: released every Tuesday at noon. So make sure that you're following us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. And if you want to watch fat girls dance, TikTok. Yeah. See See you next Tuesday.